your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here with episode 56 of the Free Parking Podcast, alongside my co-host, Bush. Deaver, so excited to be here tonight, not only because of what we have going on while we're recording in the Flyers and Bruins game, but also what we have this weekend, my friend. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55 is on its way, and... It's bittersweet, honestly. As much as I'm excited of being here, the Super Bowl being in my backyard, two great teams, going to have an awesome matchup, it's the last football game of the year. And honestly, I'm kind of hurt about it. You're a little, you're a little beat up over it. I, I, I can tell. I mean, this Sunday was awful. This past Sunday was terrible. We had the Madden Pro Bowl, the Madden Twitch Pro Bowl going on. I mean, what are we going to do every Sunday here on out? Well, it's hockey time now, Deves, and the Flyers did play on Sunday, so that was definitely a good little relief. That have. is true. That is true. I'll probably get a lot more done, be a little more productive. I mean, for a lot of us, like the window from 12 noon to midnight is basically shut down during football season, so maybe we'll, like, we'll pick up a new hobby or, or something. You know, maybe, maybe we'll make some more content here instead of sitting on the couch watching the game. Start games. a podcast or something. Start a podcast, yeah. yeah. Maybe start streaming video games or something. We'll, we'll work hey. on it. We'll work, we'll work on it. A couple housekeeping items as we usually start out with. First off, uh, ThinkCap dropped a new podcast episode this week. Another edition of his Challenger series. Bush, how'd you make out? I had a rough outing in my first Challenger series. See, it was very, very sports trivia driven. And while a lot of you who listen to this podcast know that I don't know the nuts and bolts of sports. I know sports. I don't know the nuts and bolts like many of our other counterparts in the free parking brand do. So when the specific sports questions were asked, I was stumped. Whereas I got the one question, right. That was about something that was completely unsports related, which was the Dr. Seuss and Ford question. I'll leave it at that. So you guys can go listen to the rest, but it was tough, man. It was tough. I love the format though. Honestly, I'm going to put my audition in or my, resume in to be on the challenger series it it seems exciting i love the flow Mm -hmm. and on top of that uh fundy as well dropped a new edition of the hot corner so he spelled out all of his super bowl prop bet picks uh obviously he's taking the chiefs taking the chiefs big but another great episode from fundy and uh special shout out to dj nader back in the booth editing both pods a lot of fun little tidbits throughout really love that stuff it's so good to have him back on the ones and twos editing these certain the ones little, and twos, dude. The it's ones so and good. Twos. He's in his element. He's editing things. He's adding his little spin to it. And just like he did for episodes, what? Probably one through, one through 50, 45, 40, I'd say yeah. yeah, one through 40. When you and I would say something like the one that's glaring in my mind is the Embiid clip where we said something about Embiid and he threw the Embiid clip. Like, it's just cool little things yeah. like that. that He's so good at MVP Nader. Bush, why don't you hit us with a little esports update as well as we're finishing up housekeeping here? Deves, esports is going crazy right now. Every single person that's representing the free parking brand on Twitch is absolutely firing on all cylinders. Everyone's making TikToks. Everyone's posting on Instagram. It's going very, very well. And because of that, there's room for growth. And we want to expand and allow all of those who are interested in joining the free parking esports, free parking gaming team. We want you guys to apply because what we want to do 
And like I said, multiple episodes ago, Deeves, we want to have a streamer going during every time zone the United States has to offer. And when big enough, we want to have every time zone on the freaking planet. But right now, our primary goal is to add on a new streamer, content creator, Twitch streamer, specifically to our group, expand, join in on the fun, join in on the community growth and the cohesiveness that we all have. You guys can go to the link in our Instagram bio. You'll see it's the very top tab. Click on that, read through it. If it's for you, there's no reason you shouldn't apply. If it's not, and you want to set some goals, get there. And I'd be happy to take a look. Very cool. Be part of the elite free parking gaming crew. I watch almost every, I try to at least tune in to every stream. It's pretty, it's pretty impossible to like watch all of you guys in full, but I love chiming in and saying, what's up. The community is amazing. Even though I'm not in that, in the chat the entire time saying, what's up, saying hi, watching you get killed a couple of times in call of duty. It's, it's perfect. Makes my night log back out, get my stuff done, do it again the next day. You gave me a phone call the other day, midstream saying something about you coming out of retirement what's up with that so i was watching the stream i saw tones one of the free parking gamers post that he's having a call of duty Warzone tournament there's money involved it's it's basically like gambling it's gambling and video games mixed together kind of like you know betting on yourself you throw in 15 bucks into a prize pool or whatnot try to win the whole tournament i haven't played video games since may as bush was streaming Shot him in the chat. Bush, I'm calling you right now. Put it on speaker for the whole chat to hear. My plan is to come out of retirement Monday, Tuesday, next week to play with you and DJ Nader as a part of our team in this tournament. What do you say? So initially I told you I couldn't be more happy to have right. you play by my side. Then right. as stream went on about an hour and a half later, because we normally stream for three, four hours, about an hour and a half later after the phone call, I really digested what you told me, Thieves. And then I remembered all the prior paid tournaments that I played in and remembered the opponents that are in those tournaments. Opponents like our guy Haylight, opponents like our guy Riggs, opponents like our guy freaking Tones, who's running the thing, and all his boys that play. Dude, for the birds. Deeves, it's a great content piece, and I absolutely will probably wind up playing in this. However, I do want you to know we will get absolutely embarrassed by these squads. But there's a chance. But there's a chance, and that's all I need. That's all I need. Just a couple hours of hope. I mean, honestly, we could go in there and shock the world. I really think they I mean, won't expect it. I don't even know what the scoring parameters are, but they won't expect us. We'll be stealthy. We'll be dark horses. We'll be underdogs. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, hungry dogs run faster, basically, is what I'm getting at here. Right. And myself, maybe, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike. You get back on the games, didn't skip a beat. I'll tell you what, though, there is skill based matchmaking in Call of Duty Warzone. So, we my could thoughts luck out are, here. We my could thoughts luck are out you here. host. If you're yes. hosting and Nader and I join your game, Don't not only we'll be playing console players, but oh, they do this all the time. This is what they used to do with me. I was in your shoes when I played with Riggs and Haylight and Tones. They're right. like, yo, let's play on console so the people we play are ass water. So, you were a noob too. Yes, and still pretty much am. Warzone <laughs> is so tough. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep in touch about that one. I'm in if you're in. I'm sure Nader's in too. Yeah. So let's get down to the nitty gritty here. The Super Bowl is upon us, and let me tell you that since the last podcast, the entire city is kind of lit up here uh, in Tampa, the Tampa Bay area for Super Bowl. First off, uh, there's signage basically everywhere. If you don't realize Super Bowl is coming, you're probably blind. You're missing it. 
uh, light pole banners, billboards. They have like these huge LED lights they're shooting on buildings. There's been fireworks shows almost every single night. No place really parties like Tampa. They probably had a ton of fireworks stashed over from like Gasparilla, which got postponed as well, that pirate festival. So they've just been launching fireworks off randomly throughout the day. Like I'm pretty sure it was sunset at one point. Like the sun was still up and there's fireworks coming off a pirate ship. Right. Um, but they're gassed. They're gassed here. A uh, ton of parties and, you know, different activities going on. The NFL experience is set up in one park. They have a satellite version of that and two or three others. Um, NFL shops, pop-up stores all around the entire city. Uh, it's been a cool vibe. I've been checking in and out different places. Um, Armature Works is a really big uh, open air or open type restaurant facility here. It's one of those places where like there's 20 restaurants, a part of it, but you can kind of grab and go and pick and choose whatever you'd like. I'm really dumbing it down. It's actually mm-hmm. sick. It's like this massive warehouse structure, mm-hmm. massive warehouse structure. It looks like pretty like rustic and like industrial has like a sick rooftop bar, two sick fine dining restaurants. And then the entire inside is like a bunch of quick service popping in and out ramen mexican barbecue etc where you can like grab a a bite here and a bite there food Mm. hall beer hall style if that makes sense regardless it's located on the river walk fantastic sunsets and on top of that cbs network cbs sports network has their pre and post game coverage located right there coverage throughout the entire week they got a crew up there at all times I'm pretty sure they're live until like midnight every night from this location. And the backdrop is this gorgeous Tampa, Tampa skyline. Mm. So I was there this week, saw a couple of the guys. Uh, I saw uh, Kevin Carter from CBS sports, a uh, long time uh, St. Louis Ram, former Super Bowl champion. Um, but yeah, totally sick setup. We'll put up some pictures uh, as, as a part of this. Um Beyond that, the NFL shop is another one, man. Like once I, you and me, like if you were here, mm-hmm. nobody spends my money better than you. Mm-hmm. These NFL shops, these pop-up stores, you said what? You If you were here, you would spend no less I, than. No less than three. No less. No less than three bills. Mm-hmm. No less. I walked in the other night and I got two programs, just two programs. I'm kind of getting stage fright when I go to buy a shirt or a hat or any other piece of yeah. memorabilia. I got two two programs, fifty bucks for pieces sealed of paper. though, right? Totally Seal. sealed. So I got two programs. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I want to get. Like, I, honestly, I want to buy the store worth of merch. But like, that right. T-shirt's gonna last. I don't know, ten wears, right? And then it's gonna kind of get ratty and old, and I'm not gonna want to wear it that much anymore. And yada yada, it's gonna sit in my closet until I either throw it to Goodwill or it becomes a quilt, or a tank top, or a tank top. Which, hey, kind of you wear cool. a lot of. <laughs> But what I'm getting at is I wanted to get something more like timeless memorabilia. I was thinking football, yeah. the helmets were super expensive. So I ended up getting a program, thought that was kind of cool, totally yeah. sealed. So it sits on my bookshelf, uh, scooped that up. Uh, a lot of cool stuff out there, though. The programs are really cool. And it was one thing that, now for, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I snagged a handful of the Stadium Series programs and I dished them out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like this is, this is a, an important program here because it's sealed. And it's the first ever outdoor game the Flyers won. And now you have a program of the first ever Super Bowl that a home team actually plays in their home stadium. So you have two programs sealed 
that have a little bit more meeting than your typical program for an event like that. I think a program to go into beyond like the ticket, which like, obviously like you were there, Mm -hmm. it kind of is like the trading card boom that's happening right now with like the Gary V stuff, sports trading cards, Pokemon trading cards. Like it's something first off, that's like easily concealable, right? Like it fits well into a bookshelf or a nice plastic case, but at the same time means a ton. And it's rather inexpensive at purchase, but like hopefully the resale at some point, like the value of it would go up. I mean, think about like these football helmets are worth $400. The footballs were like a hundred bucks a piece. So like, I don't know if I was going to drop on that. The other thing down here, unlike other places around the country, bars and restaurants pretty much wide open down here, right? Indoor dining, outdoor dining, a little bit mix of both. Places are selling out like crazy, like crazy. I've heard of a couple popular spots that are offering tickets and or tables up to $2,000 worth here in Tampa. And it's not really even for the locals, it's for the out-of-towners too that are coming in trying to find a spot because nobody can really get to the bowl itself this year. I mean, I think we I don't know, we probably broke it down in the last podcast, but there's 20,000 tickets available, right? Let's do the quick math here. 20,000 tickets available. 7,500 of them, 7,500 of the tickets are going to healthcare workers. Another 3,500, I believe, go to the teams, or sorry, the NFL sponsors. So you're already in like the 12s. Mm-hmm. Another like 2000 a piece go to the, the teams themselves for their players and families and, you know, their sponsors. Mm-hmm. You're at like 4,000 tickets. Quick math there, top of the head. Quick math there. 4,000 tickets available for general spectators to purchase. Right. And at that point, obviously, they're worth $12,000. It's the elitist of the elite. But there's a tons of out-of-town Bucks fans and obviously out-of-town Chiefs fans that want to get into town to get close to the action. Uh, so I found a spot... Again, pretty socially distant. It's going to be cool. Outdoor. They have like a 25-foot screen, um, table, the whole nine. Did not spend $2,000. Spent 50 bucks on it. Um, but basically, the city's going to be kind of lit up that week. You kind of touched on this earlier, but the reason these outdoor bars and all this stuff, they're, they're selling like the normal price for or a little less than the normal price for Super Bowl ticket because all these people – are flying in, like you said, out of staters that are either locked in their home or let me go down to Florida. Florida's maximizing and monetizing their ability to be open right now. Dude, you can totally tell some of the Super Bowl festivities that I've seen. There's a lot of fans from different teams and areas around the country here right now. Not even the local mix, right? Like I'm a Steelers fan wearing a Steelers fat. It's an mm-hmm. abnormal mix of fans, an extraordinary mix of fans here right now in the Tampa area, which is really cool to see. You're walking around the NFL experience and you have an Eagles, a Vikings, a Panthers, a Seahawks, a Steelers, a Bucks, a Chiefs fan, all right. in the same space at this like Mecca of NFL football at this right. point in time, which is, it's pretty cool to be a part of. Um, and it's all here right now. It's really cool. I was actually a part of the NFL experience in Times Square when it was a brick and mortar location that was permanently there. Um, I went about three times, twice for work and once with uh, the lady. And it was a blast, man. Now, the one that you went to, did they have a 4D movie theater you could sit in? Probably not because of social distancing. So the one in Times Square, it was because Times Square is so tight. They can't go deep. So you either go up or you go down. And so you go down first and you work your way through and you go back up. And at one point when you're down there, there's a whole, there was a whole 4d movie theater and you ran through, you were like in the cage of a guy, like in the, in their helmet. 
and it was snowing and started snowing in the movie theater. It was Did raining. It they started throwing. It was crazy. Pre-COVID times, obviously. Yeah. Um, but really, really cool. Yeah, there's some other stuff going on, too. I'll probably check out throughout the rest of the week. Fireworks is on my list. I've seen them from afar. I haven't seen them up close. Um, and a couple of the spots hit them here and there before the big day on Sunday, which we'll talk to you next week, kind of recap what we have going on. I've been sending a ton of pictures of the free parking Instagram. If you haven't checked it out, ton of pictures pretty much every day. We throw up one of just what I've seen being down here, boots on the ground in Tampa. Um, and without further ado, why don't we get to the game itself? What, what do you, how are you feeling as the matchup? We, t- we told the group episode 55, we're going to wait. We're not going to get into it yet. Give us some time to process. Well, now we've processed. And we are here to give you our Super Bowl predictions. Put them on paper right now on the record. What do you got? So before we get into me finally giving you my dead answer as to what I'm going to, as to who I think is going to win this game, I want to run through an on the record rapid fire receipts taken, receipts kept. Yeah blitz of questions for you to answer for me okay and this is what this is where we'll keep our receipt okay okay at the okay. very end is where i ask you who you think is going to win okay and then we can talk about the score okay if you'd like no score at the end just just the team just the team we'll get into the score after okay all right all right let, let so, me know when you're ready so, so i'm up first for this rapid fire yes you're up first all of them yeah and like dude like gone fast all right okay. ready yep all right so hike coin toss heads or tails tails color liquid dumped on the coach blue Anthem length over under a minute, 59 seconds over more passing touchdowns, Brady or Mahomes, uh, Brady, more rushing touchdowns, Brady or Mahomes, Brady. Will a player leave at any time due to concussion symptoms? Yes. Will any scoring drive take less than the time it takes to sing the national anthem? Yes. And who's the big winner? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. I didn't say that confident at all at the end. Honestly, did not. if I went back, uh, more passing touchdowns, I would go Mahomes. I would go Mahomes for more passing touchdowns. I did not mean to say Brady. I meant well, to say Brady for the rushing touchdowns. Hey, I feel like he's going to sneak one in there. We stamped it. We stamped I know, it. I know. We box, stamped bro. it. I was all bucks. Honestly, that's my heart. A lot of that is my heart. Mm-hmm. My brain and my, my wallet might be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But let's go back the opposite direction. I want to hear you. Same answers. Same questions. Okay. Different answers. I'm ready. Okay. Set hike. Um, heads or tails? Coin toss. Tails. Color of the liquid dumped on the coach. Clear. Length of the national anthem over under 159. Under. More passing touchdowns. Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Brady. More rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. Will a player leave at any time due to concussion symptoms? No. Will any scoring drive take less than the time it takes to sing the national anthem? Yes. Will there be a nip slip at the halftime show? Yes. Who's the big winner? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. All right. All right. So not bad there. See, my difference from what you initially answered was the rushing touchdowns. I feel like, you know, like you said, Brady will probably do that like fourth and one push behind the offensive line to get in maybe. Um, Whereas I feel like Mahomes is just kind of going to have those skirt outs, just kind of dive in. So, I'm going to go with Mahomes on that one. There's no guarantee that one of them scores a rushing touchdown, but if I had to place a bet of like, hey, you know, this person to score a rushing touchdown, I would say Tom just because he's the best sneaker. 
He's the best sneaker in the National Football League, I would say. And it seems like that'd be, you know, I don't know, there might be a need for a gritty play where Mahomes has the options 10, 15 yards out. Right. I don't know. Might need more of a gritty play from Brady there. I see what you're saying. So, Deeves, let's talk about the score here. I Obviously, go ahead. Start with yours. Uh, I heard a stat today, and it was kind of toting Patrick Mahomes, which, again, this is kind of the game of the, the, the current GOAT and the potential, you know, best candidate to – confront the goat and it was about Patrick Mahomes and his win loss record Patrick Mahomes in all the losses he's ever had has scored more than 30 points don't hold me to that but in his like last six or something starts he's scored more than 30 points in a loss so I think for the Bucks to win this game need to score high and I don't think they'll be able to not let Kansas City score high, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's going to get to 30, but, like, the Buccaneers need to put up, like, 31 points here. Like, it needs to go, like, 31-28. Mm-hmm. 31-28 bucks. 31-28 I don't know how I get to 31, but, like, that sounds that sounds doable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Because, well, like, what, 28, or 20, 24, 27... 31 no let me work on that how you get that no 28 points four touchdowns and a field goal would get you to 31 yep four tuds from the bucks plus a field goal 31 points great math good great math, math. Also great top math of the head right there right great math. yeah that was yeah, on the yeah, fly that's, that's my score what's your score so i think this is going to be in the top three highest scoring super bowls ever wow so I think this game, if not the most high scoring, I think this game is going to be 49-45 Buccaneers. 49-45? Buccaneers. The highest score ever in a Super Bowl was the San Francisco 49ers who put up 55 points. Let mm-hmm. me see what the highest like game total was. Uh-huh. It was 1995 between the San Francisco 49ers and the San Diego Chargers in Super Bowl 29. 49 to 26 Chargers. And most recently, Super Bowl 52 between the Eagles and the Patriots, 41 to 33. Uh-huh. For those that, that might forget. Now, consider that Super Bowl 52. Yep. And recall the offenses. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, so not even close. JV to this varsity team. Not even close. So if those two offenses did 41, 30, whatever, what the hell are these offenses going to put up on two defenses that are like, eh? Both the defenses are like, Ben, don't break. They're not like defenses. You know what I mean? Like I would say here, nobody really has like the true edge, like week by week. It's like week in and week out. One of them is like the better D. It's going to be an offensive. It could be. It's going to be be an offensive Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the Chiefs don't lose by less than 30. So if you have the Bucs winning, you need those Bucs putting up 40 points. At least. I stayed on the shallower side, the shallower side, like the 31 and that Mm -hmm. Mm 31-28. I'm going to stick to that on the record. On the record. So one, one more time. He's on the record for you. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31. Kansas City Chiefs 28. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl 56-5 champions. <laughs> 
And Episode my final pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 49, the Kansas City Chiefs 45, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the first ever Super Bowl hosted in the home team stadium. You jacked me up by saying the Bucs were scoring 49 points. Mm. I was like, the 49ers are in this game? Did you get jacked <laughs> up? I was like, I, I, I would have I totally botched that for some reason. No, I did not. I did not. Couple oddities to this game, though, for sure. Uh, obviously, with COVID protocols, the Kansas City Chiefs are not traveling to Tampa this week. I think one cool thing about the Super Bowl every single time is the media day. Um, they usually take the entire you know Super Bowl site, deck it out with different booths for the players to set up at, and a ton of media members kind of crowd around each and ask them a ton of different questions, whether it's about the game, about you know what got them there to this point in their career. Um, media day went virtual. Had some funny clips of Andy Reid with the the ring light re- reflecting in his glasses, um, but at the same time, Chiefs were not in town to have media day. So the Chiefs will arrive on Saturday. How do you think it's going to affect them coming in on Saturday, like a normal NFL away game before the biggest game of the year? Well, like you just said, Deves, I think it's going to feel like a normal. Honestly, I think it's going to help because help everything who? you just said. Help who? It's going to help the Chiefs. Yes. Because they're sitting at home kind of doing their normal routine, what they would do any given Sunday. And then they're just going to fly in, play the game, and get out. So they're not there drinking, having a good time, talking to the media. Having to go to parties, this and that, entertaining. And at the same time, too, in the first ever opportunity for a home team to have that advantage of sleeping at home before they go to the Super Bowl and being there that entire week, like in their own kind of dojo. Mm Mm-hmm the Chiefs don't give away that advantage because they get to do the exact same thing that the Bucs are doing. Right, and just fly to a typical away game. And it literally is an away game. You're playing the home team in their home stadium. I mean, it's – Dave, speaking of media day and what you just brought up, on last episode, you whipped out a piece of of – a piece of clothing. (laughs) A piece of clothing that uh, you had recently got. I want to whip out a piece of clothing that I just – that I got during Super Bowl 52 – that all the players got to wear during media day. It's sick. And I want to show all the people on YouTube what we're rocking here. Cool. Look at that. She is. Look at that piece. Oh my she God. Is, man. That's beautiful. Is that, I, I don't see you wear that often. Is that locked away in the closet? Is this that, is, is that yeah. under, under, under lock and key in the vault? It is. I, as you see, it took me a minute to go and grab it. Yeah, but yeah man. I keep this thing locked away. She's uh, it's Dude. like I call it my spaceman outfit. Look at this, stand up on the couch here. It's long, bro. What is that? Was Nike yeah. testing out some type of like, I don't know, SpaceX material? It was when I got the when I got it and received it. It was a four hundred dollar Nike jacket, four hundred bucks more, and it's like thin. It's like a windbreaker. My question is, why isn't that in a frame yet? Yeah, you know, it should be. It really should be. But, I, dude, it's it's one of those things that's that's got a mac and cheese stain on it, too, which sucks. But. What? I thought you had under lock and key, so you didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I wore it one time. Of course, I, I stained it. <laughs> the amount of times, I mean, the odds of you having mac and cheese while wearing that are very high. If you had that on, very you, you are most likely eating mac and cheese while while donning that, even if you yes. wore it once or twice. Of course. Yes. Of course. Both, yes. Makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. As much as I'm hyping up the Buccaneers, I think it's a homer pick for me. I'll be honest. I'm going to come clean here. I'm on the record saying the Bucs. I'm going to come clean. I really think the Bucs have to play a perfect game this weekend. 
I think they have to play a perfect game. The Kansas City Chiefs are too dangerous for the Bucs to make any mistakes. Tom Brady cannot throw three interceptions. He can't throw two interceptions. Honestly, I might go and say he can't throw one interception. I'm going to say the Bucs pull this one out due to their experience. I can't really say experience because the Chiefs have the experience. But, like, Tom Brady, I'm not betting against Tom Brady in his home stadium. You know, that's kind of where I keep coming back to is, like, that hope or that, like, homer pick of, like, I'm a Brady guy. I don't want Mahomes to be the guy. I, I don't. I can't thinking, believe you just. I can't believe you just said that. Any said what? You just said. What? That dude, you're on a seesaw. You're on the think cap seesaw right now, bro. I'm just letting everybody know how I've been feeling this entire week. I want dude. the Bucks to win. I hope the Bucks are going to win. I think the Bucks are going to win, but like they gotta play the perfect game because the Kansas City Chiefs are the fucking team, bro. Like they are the team. If the Bucks make one instant mistake, dude. 14 points on the board, no doubt. Muffed punt, 14 points. Interception, 14 points. Not seven, 14. Like, they just, they'll keep going. They'll keep going. They'll, they'll make a turnover. They'll score the touchdown. Then they'll do a trick play. Everybody's going to spin the back of the end zone, send another one. They have so many weapons. Like, the Bucks D, like we said, they're a bend, not break. They're a decent D, but, like, so many weapons. I think... The defensive front for the Buccaneers is to get to the quarterback. I think that rookie Winfield's got to make an INT, and they have to play a perfect game on offense to beat them. They really do. That's what I mean. 31 to 20, it's going to be close again, just like the last one was. I'm sticking with the Bucs. I'm sticking with my pick. I'm there. I'm there, too. I'm there, too. I'm just saying it's got to be a perfect game. I am not even thinking about the Chiefs, like in the slightest. Dude, that's a a mistake. That's a mistake. I'm thinking about them. That's a mistake. I'm never betting against Alabama. I'm never betting against Brady in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. But like LSU comes around every now and then. Yeah, but not back to back. They're the defending champions. Not back to back. Where was LSU last year? Where were they this year? That's different. That's different. (laughs) Oh, now it's different. (laughs) Now it's different. Dude, I'm not even thinking about the Chiefs. Chiefs who? Chiefs who? 49 points. They're going to put up just shy 50 against the Chiefs. 50 burger on the Chiefs in the in the bowl at home. Big game at, at home. home. Raise the Lombardi. Drive yeah. 15 minutes back to the mansion. Yeah. Call it on a day. The, on, on the river. Kids, yeah. kid, put the kids back on the bus. Next 7 a.m. next morning. No problem. No problem. I'm in. I'm in. Sounds good, doesn't I'm it? I'm in. Sounds great. Sounds great. We're done here. hey beyond the big game though some other updates in the national football league this week matthew stafford has been traded to the los angeles rams for none other than jared goff two first round picks and a third uh came to a shock we knew that there was gonna be a lot of quarterback shakeup in the nfl this offseason including possibly stafford after him and the lions kind of agreed to to pursue other options for him i just didn't think this was going to happen this early what do you think about the trade bush I am okay with the trade because to me Stafford's on the last leg of his career and the Rams want to be a win now team. And Jared Goff simply just wasn't their guy to win with them right now. He brought him to a Super Bowl and he absolutely pooped an egg. However, Jared Goff released a statement and believe it was today thanking LA, nothing but respect for LA doing what he should have done, what he was probably supposed to do, what he was told to do and said, I can't wait for Detroit. And whether it was true or whether it was BS, it was in writing 
and it was high energy, good vibes, and he's ready to just go back to work in Detroit. So um, I'm happy for it. But on the other hand as well, Deves, the people of Detroit don't really want him either. So I don't know, man. It's weird. It's really weird. I think even though the Rams sent a ton to Detroit, I think the Rams still, for now, won this trade. First off, Matt Stafford still is in his best years. I mean, I know he's on his way out, but I think, like you said, he could help a win-now Rams team. And at the same time, in Detroit, I feel like it's Detroit not really looking for Jared Goff to be the savior, and Jared Goff not really wanting to be with Detroit. Like, who's going to say they want to go to the Lions? And that's the tough part for both of them. But Jared Goff now has an opportunity to be kind of the Lions passion project and, and revitalize his career because he's the only thing they got going for him. It's, it's just Jared Goff and company. So he'll really be able to put, you know, his, his pen to the paper and figure out if he can be the guy. And it wasn't just a personnel trade too. There was a lot of money, a lot of picks involved. And yes, I think the true winner of the trade was, was the lions. I mean, ultimately I think it was the lions because you still don't know what you're going to get from Stafford. The guy could get hit one time yeah. by one of those yeah. beasts in Seattle yeah. uh, on the defense and go, and go down. Whereas golf, same thing, little injury prone, but the lions have a ton of picks just in case he goes down. Correct. Whereas the, or the Rams don't, the Rams don't. And the Rams have dished out a ton of first round picks. The Rams last first round pick they've ever taken was Jared Goff in 2016. Ever since then, they've been trading him left and right for Jalen Ramsey, now for Stafford. They won't have a uh, first overall pick till 2024 at this point. So the Rams, <laughs> like we said, are very, very, very win now. Um, the trade's spicy, though, man. You don't get to see trades like this in the NFL much. Blockbuster deals, two quarterbacks going, big market team like L.A. Uh, it's exciting, and I hope that what it does is it drives up a little bit more need, a little bit more you know, contention for Deshaun Watson, which we talked about in the previous episode. Absolutely. Very excited to see where Deshaun's going to go, but more excited, like you just said, to see what he's going to go for. Now, mm-hmm. what, Goff went for, I'm sorry, Stafford went for two first-round picks and and another starting quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, a team better be ready to uh to 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 load them the house or give them the house uh if they're gonna want Deshaun Watson because uh like we went through with his stats a couple pods ago, Deves, the guys got it. The guys got it, and if the team doesn't have it, they're not gonna be able to get them. And people come out and say that it's a different situation, right? The Watson to the Stafford, it's a different trade. Like it is, but at the same time, it isn't. Like, there's two teams that need a quarterback. The team that needed a quarterback, as in the Rams, who, like, quote-unquote, needed one, didn't want golf, sent a ton over for the guy. So if anybody else is going to need, quote-unquote, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, the Texans aren't walking away for nothing. And it sounds like uh, another quarter- team that the uh, – a team that was rumored to get Deshaun Watson, the Carolina Panthers, almost had a deal – for Matt Stafford. I love when this stuff comes out late. They were very, very close to have a deal for Matt Stafford at the last minute. LA sent a better one. It probably was Jared Goff as the replacement is my guess for Stafford. That made the switch happen. Um, the other one, this one's more surprising is that the Rams were all in on pursuing Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. And you saw what happened last, last week after, you know, he lost the NFC championship game. There's comments in the press, the, the post post game press conference um very very interesting the green bay packers rebuttal was no freaking way one team you didn't mention here Dave, is that 
was allegedly about to land Matthew Stafford as well was the Washington football team. Mm. A lot of teams were going after Matthew Stafford here and the Washington football team, I feel like would have been an even better landing spot for him. Yeah. Even better landing spot for him than, than the LA Rams, because I feel like the Washington football team is truly on an upward trajectory in the NFC East to be able to win the division year after year moving forward. They did it this year. Uh, They were the, they were the king of the crap. Yeah. Um, but they were still the king of the crap, which yeah. means that they're better than the rest. So I would have loved to have seen Stafford there. I would have hated it because he's in the birds division, but I think it would have been really good for his career uh, to play teams like the Eagles all the time. And the, and the giants all the time teams with uh, you know, I don't know. I just think it'd be really cool. Dude. And Stafford, I feel like would take them instantly to the top of the NFC East. That's what I, that's what I think. I think he would, I mean, look at the like, other quarter, I mean they, they yeah. were, but like, I think he would like cement them as like the favorite for the next couple of years in the NFC East. I agree. He's better than Carson. He's better than, he's better than Hurts. Danny Jones. He's better than Danny better Jones. Than Dak. Better than Dak. Better than Andy Dalton. I mean, it, it, truly, he would have yeah. walked right in there and took him right to the number one, I think. Now let's go to the opposite side. What if Aaron Rodgers actually went to the Los Angeles Rams? I think it would be the perfect right off into the sunset for Aaron Rodgers. I think it'd be the coolest thing to happen in a long time in the NFL. First off, he'd probably look pretty damn cool in his jersey, even though he doesn't have a ton of swag. The bright lights of LA, the brand new stadium. He's a he's a California kid. I think that'd be a cool piece to it as well. Yeah. Plus, like the Rams are kind of nasty. Wait a minute, would Aaron Rodgers be the same age as Sean McVay? Would he be the first quarterback ever to be the same age as his head coach? They'd be, if they'd be not, pretty damn if not close. Older. <laughs> if, if not, not older. older. Like, literally, yeah. it might be like his little brother yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. It would be really cool for Aaron Rodgers to go to the L.A. Rams, man, because, not like you said, not only would he look super sick in an L.A. Rams uniform in that brand new stadium, but California kid going full circle, ends his career right where he got his start. And just rides off into the West Coast, man. How I mean, just how gorgeous would that sound? I it's got not, nothing against Rodgers. It's he's, not going to happen, but bro, he's two years older than Sean McVay. Yeah, he'd be uh, the first ever quarterback probably to be older than his head coach. He's I would be willing to take that bet. No, no, no he is. Yeah, oh, oh, overall, right of all time, like yeah. he's the only one. He's thirty-seven. McVay's thirty-five. Wow. Wow. I wonder how that dynamic would win. I feel like that's like LeBron, any new head coach being on the team that LeBron is on. I feel like that's what that dynamic would be like. It's just weird. Weird to think about. Matt Stafford's 32. I mean, he's only three years younger than, than Sean McVay. Like they probably played college ball at the same time. The other weird part about the Sean McVay, last, last point about this, the other weird part about the Sean McVay, Matt Stafford uh, ordeal is that, did you know that they were both in Mexico at the same time of the trade? Did you hear that story? I'm sorry, Matt Stafford and who? Sean McVay, the coach of the Rams. Did you were hear they that story? They were both in Mexico. No. no. So apparently they were both at the same resort in like God knows where, uh, Cancun or Punta Cana or Acapulco or what's the West Coast? Cabo? Is it the West Coast resort destination of Mexico? Go ahead. Yeah. Regardless, they're in this resort, uh, you know, resort city in Mexico. Uh, McVay was working very hard on the trade beforehand. He got out of Dodge because him and his him and his girlfriend had this vacation plan. They go on vacation. The trade deal gets done. They call McVay. McVay calls Stafford. Stafford's like, hey, by the way, I'm in Mexico hanging out right now. So was Stafford. They linked up for dinner the night of their trade in 
Cabo, wherever the hell they were in Mexico. Talk about talk about interesting. I don't yeah. buy it. I don't really buy it. You don't buy it either, right? I don't buy it for a second that that was a coincidence. They met in Mexico to go over. They already knew the trade was done. You're that's calling bogus. BS too, right? That's, that's bogus. bogus. There's that's no bogus. way a guy from Detroit and a guy from uh, Los Angeles are both meeting in Cabo at the same exact time as one of the bigger trades in NFL history has gone down the past what, what, 10, 15 years. What's going through my mind right now is like, how could McVay have done anything? Did Stafford have any say where he went? I don't know if he had a no trade clause or not. I don't know. If Stafford had say in where he went, there was no way that was a coincidence they were both in Mexico yeah. together because yeah. McVay paid for Stafford to go down there and Stafford said, yeah, I want to be a Ram. Trade me to the yeah, Rams some, if they give me a deal. Some kind like, of like little interview for both of them, right? Like it was just like, hey, yeah. let's meet each other. Let's see if this is going to work before like we link up the deal. Like there's no way. There's no way. They bo- Even if they both said, even if like n- nobody paid for nothing, they were like, let's fly down here and figure this out together if this trade should happen. And Stafford called back to Detroit. Let's lock it in. McVay called back to the GM of the Rams. Hey, let's lock it in. And that's when the deal got done. You know what I mean? Because it's those two guys that are going to be working with each other every single day in the locker room, in the film room. Now, a guy that's 35 and a guy that's 32, when you're that age, it doesn't really make a difference. But even at our age right now, these we're 25, 24, someone who is 21 right now is somebody that I would like have a good time and hang out with. For example, my best friend's little brother is that age right. who I Snapchat all the time, who I'm f- actually like friends with. Like I'm right. friendly with him. What I'm saying is these guys might have a different dynamic as a head coaching, as a mm. head coach and quarterback do together. Because as friends, imagine if you and I were quarterback and head coach, right? That'd be pretty fucking sick. It would be sick. But also, you know everything that I would do and vice versa. Mm. And it's like, we can predict our moves. We can, right. and, and we're cool with it. We know the right. decision-making like, right. And the lingo is there. more there's and the lingo's there. There's so much. And there's more no intimidation factor, right? Like I feel like sometimes with a coach, there's that intimidation factor of like disapproval, right? Like with those guys, even though they're like, you know, there's a hierarchy for sure. It's like your boy with a common goal. That makes and sense. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Where did he say the only place he didn't want to go was? New to England. the New England Patriots yeah. with probably the most intimidating head coach ever. Yep. So let me go to the Rams with the least intimidating coach ever. Who, who's a, it's a guy who's my age. We cracked the code. They went to Mexico together Dude. to hang out, have a couple cocktails, do a little surfing, little yoga, little little wine and dine, get to know each other, a couple cocktails, call it in the deal teams got it done that's what happened they didn't run into each other in mexico it was no happenstance that like a trade between one of the 30 or two of the 32 nfl franchises happened at the same time the head coach and the quarterback that got the move were in mexico together no way no shot no shot lasting topics here uh hockey tonight once podcast is over been watching the philadelphia flyers take off the boston bruins um basically we're going to hit hockey and NBA hard once NFL's over. NFL's kind of taken over, and it kind of always will take over the sports landscape as we'll start talking about the NFL draft, a bunch of other quarterback moves going on. But Bush and I will be diving more into hockey and basketball post-Super Bowl. Bush, any comments on the Flyers, the NHL in general, the NBA in general, the Sixers, 
what are you seeing so far? Quick comments here as we wrap up the podcast. Absolutely. So very excited for the battle for first place in the East tonight. We got the Boston Bruins versus Philadelphia Flyers. As we speak, the Boston Bruins are currently up one nothing. So we'll see if the Flyers young core can bounce back with Shane Gossespierre being five and zero since the guy has returned, and the Flyers being thirty twelve and one since Gritty was acquitted of his uh, assault allegations. That's so, a pretty good happy. one. That's a pretty that good one. A, that I mean, that from a, a dark one. moment in Flyers history of Gritty getting acquitted for assault. They yeah. really rose to the adversity and have gone 30 and 12 since then, which is which is huge. Yeah. Thank God so, for security cameras. Thank God for security cameras. And if Gritty gets into a little trouble again, maybe we'll see another spurt. So yeah. not, I'm not asking for it, but I'm just saying glass half full. No further comments on the NBA. <laughs> and with that, I mean, we're going to wrap up this this rather you know quick episode 56 of the Free Parking Podcast. It's messing me up that we're episode 56 now, the week of episode Super Bowl. 55 which you almost messed it up again right i just did did (laughs) can you wrap this one up for me (laughs) everybody thank you guys so much all of you guys watching on youtube i appreciate you as well for all the listeners out there don't forget go sub to the youtube channel check us out on instagram without further ado deuce my brother peace out baby thanks brother